are now listening to the Big Two Podcast. Play that beautiful intro music. Can't understand why people's men gotta pick just one. What in the shop I've got two dobs by the clan of super sons. One pod has the goal to just want it all and don't care what the people do. How's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez here at the Big Two Podcast, and this evening uh, we are going to be talking about some really great books, but tonight I've actually got somebody in the studio. We gave Chanel the night off. She's got some family in town, so she's just hanging out with her family, and uh, I've got my good buddy here, Nate Vandenberg, in the studio with me, and we're going to be talking about some books and some really cool segments. How's it going, Nate? I'm doing fantastic. I uh, appreciate the opportunity to be back with you. Yeah, man. Uh, we had a great episode last time. Uh, we, we It was a great discussion uh, getting to know you a little bit more and, uh, and your kind of uh, intro to comic books. Yeah, well, I'm, I've uh, I've done a little bit of homework tonight, so hopefully <laughs> uh, my opinion will uh, be worth something to, to people that are listening. Yeah, awesome. So tonight what we're going to be doing is uh, we're going to, I kind of had, had to switch up the show a little bit. We were going to talk about Deadpool and um, I believe, um, uh, I think we had Von Fries, but I switched it up because I'm going to save those books for when Chanel comes back from the, from her her Thanksgiving vacation. But uh, we're going to be talking about tonight, we're going to be talking about Fantastic Four 2099, and we're going to be talking about The Question, The Deaths of Vic Sage. And we're going to have a couple of great segments tonight. We're going to be talking about what's in your pool list, but we're going to be talking about the upcoming books in 2020. And we're also going to be talking about what's on your mind. And we can have a discussion about, um, oh, I want to know what your favorite Marvel and DC movies are. I mean, I'm pretty interested. We we had a small discussion of, about this, yeah, a little bit. So I I'm kind of intrigued to kind of see, um, get into more depth there about that. All right. And then I've got a a, a brand new uh segment that I'm going to roll out with with Nate here. We're going to do a 20 questions segment, and and I want to see how good you are on your uh, on your X Men knowledge. It's it's been some time. You're probably going to beat me on this one. I'm just letting you right <laughs> hey, know right now. You know I think I think you're a little bit uh, uh more knowledgeable in that department. I know enough to get by. I'm not I'm not. <laughs> I'm not completely. I'm not like this. This you know, this genius when it comes to X Men. I know enough. I don't know. I don't know. I, I know enough to get by. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get started with our first segment. What's on your pull list? The Big Two is a spoiler podcast. You've been warned. What's in your pull list? All right, guys. This is the segment of the show where we talk about what's in your pull list, and in this segment here, we're going to be talking about what's coming up in 2020, and I don't know about you, Nate, but when when I uh, was looking some of the stuff up, I was super excited, and I think I was leaning more towards the new books that are going to be coming out from Marvel than versus DC, because DC they don't really have anything new coming up. I mean, they do uh, here like like salt and peppered here a little bit, but mostly the books that they're going to be having uh, in uh, in 2020 are the books that they're going to be coming out here in the next two months, and they're going to be ongoing. But Marvel has brand new uh, books coming out in 2020. Yeah, I noticed that uh, the DC titles, like the the ones that are coming out that are new, are the more uh, 
uh, obscure titles that uh-huh. they offer. Yeah. Um, and, and I included one of those in, in my pick list. And, and, uh, so I'm, I'm excited to, to hear what you have to say about your, your opinion on why DC may be doing what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I I'm not really too sure what's going on over there. I mean, if you were going to ask me like maybe uh, four months ago, five months, like during the summertime, DC was killing it with these new these new titles, and and Marvel wasn't really coming uh, out with anything new. Um, I guess that I guess that they kind of do that here and there. They have their kind of seasons, I guess. And uh, I guess January is going to be Marvel season. <laughs> yeah, well, and and you know we've discussed this before. I have indicated I'm. Uh, slightly more in favor of the Marvel titles. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you know, I think 2020 is going to be a good year for me. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, a couple of the first ones that I had and I wanted to talk about was they have uh, a new Hawkeye book coming out called Hawkeye Freefall Number One, and this one is written by Matthew Rosenberg with art by Otto Schmidt and covered by Jim uh, Jacinto. Sorry, I, I butcher names. Uh, but man, this one looks so good. Um, uh, I don't know if I should read this, but here let, let me read this because it, it's pretty sounds pretty cool. When a mysterious and ruthless new Ronin starts tearing a destructive path through the city, suspicion immediately falls on Hawkeye. But Clint has more to worry about than who's wearing his old costume. After a clash with Hood, um, with the Hood, ends badly. Hawkeye gives himself a new mission that will place him in the crosshairs of one of New York's most dangerous villains. Uh, this one sounds pretty cool, man. Yeah, I I really like that they're he's getting the uh, the 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 moniker of uh, of Ronan taken away from him, and <laughs> someone's yeah. still taking it. That's really a, a cool concept. I like that. Yeah, it seems pretty cool. Um, I, I'm I'm excited to to read a new. I'm I'm one of those guys. A lot of times we when we review stuff on here. It's usually mostly around the new number ones. I'm I'm one of those guys who's like, number one, I'm there. I, I want to check it out. Right. I do love the old the the books that the ongoing books that are already going. Sometimes I get like there's there's gaps where I kind of fall off a little bit here and there. I mean we all kind of do that. Um, but man, when the, the these new books that are coming out are really good. I'm excited for tw- for Iron Man 2020 as well. This one sounds really cool. Have you heard anything about this one? I, not a whole lot. No. So, um, again, you know, in, in Iron Man 2020, the future has arrived and artificial intelligence presents a clear and present danger to humanity and most, uh, and must be brought to heel as the robot rebellion battles for the establishment of robot rights. Someone new will don the Iron Man suit, Arno Stark, the long lost brother of Tony Stark. Mm fascinating that one sounds really interesting a little bit of an age of ultron type uh theme to <laughs> yeah, it a little bit it sounds kind of, like but kind of yeah that one sounds pretty cool that's intriguing uh, that one's written by dan slot and christos gage with art and cover by pete woods some some great people on that book right there too so that's i'm pretty excited about that i'm actually i actually have that one in my pool list oh fantastic i went i went went and subscribed to a lot of these books here already you know the good thing about the number ones i find is it's not the carousel that's already spinning around that you have to jump into and -hmm. try to figure out what's going on yeah Uh, i really like that about you can get on as the ride starts and experience everything as it comes out yeah yeah i think uh 
I have to agree with you there. Um, and there's a couple other books here that that I'll I'll just mention, and I won't want to because I don't have these ones in my pull list. But uh, Ravencroft number one, uh, written by Frank Thierry with art by Angel Anzueta and uh, covered by uh, Kyle Hotz. Uh, that one seems pretty cool. And then they got a couple more of these uh, Ravencroft kind of tie-ins here. Ruins of Ravencroft, uh, Ravencroft uh, Carnage number one. Uh, Frank Thierry is on that one as well. Um, you got Ravencroft, uh, Sabretooth, another one. Uh, you got Frank Thierry on that one. So they got tons of these ones that yeah. are kind of tie-in books here. Um, I mean, they seem pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited for those ones too, but the one that I'm really, really excited for is Thor number one, written by Donnie Cates. All right. Oh, man. This one sounds super cool. I think I think I have this one in my in my pull list. If it's not, and immediately after we finish recording, it's going in there. All right. <laughs> um, and then Guardians of the Galaxy number one coming out, written by Al Ewing. He's writing Incredible Hulk right yes. now. Yes, okay. So he's, he's going to be doing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number one uh, pretty soon as well. That one sounds really cool. And another one that I'm super excited about is Star Wars number one, uh, written by Charles Soule. I don't know if you know, but he used to write the Star Wars stuff back in the day. Yeah. Uh, so, so That's cool. I'm cool so, excited, so excited. So uh, excited to see this one. And and uh, because Disney Plus has been out, you know what I've been doing lately? As I've been watching a lot of the Star Wars stuff. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I well, just, I mean, so... the movie's coming out here uh, pretty pretty soon on the 20th yeah. of December. So I'm, yeah. I'm definitely gearing up for it. I'm really excited. I wish I... so. I, did you get any? Did you get tickets for that? Uh, so it? my brother-in-law and I, who he lives up in in Utah still, uh, we've had a tradition ever since they re-released the original trilogy uh-huh. with that additional footage and stuff in the early to mid nineties. Yeah, uh, he has taken me to see those movies, and it's just kind of our thing to go see the Star Wars movies together when they come out. And then also on the 28th of December, uh, the organization I work for, we have rented out two movie theaters. We're going to be treating a bunch of veterans and their families to Star Wars. Oh, so, awesome. Yeah, it'll be awesome. a really good time. I'm, I'm really, That's really cool. excited to How see How do I sneak going. into that? <laughs> uh, you you got to hurry and enlist. <laughs> yeah, go uh, Army, Navy, Marines. Uh... <laughs> oh, man. That's cool, man. That's yeah. super cool. You guys get to do that for them. That's yeah, this awesome. will be a good a good event. I'm that excited is so for cool. It. That's so cool. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so <laughs> I really I watched a really cool. Well, we could probably talk about this later, but I watched a really cool documentary uh, about the the trilogy. It was really cool on Disney Plus. That's great. You gotta check it out. We'll talk about that one later. <laughs> but yeah, um, so far, I mean, that's that's basically. Um, they have tons more. They have um, one that I have in my pool list. I I gotta pull it up because I didn't. I didn't. I wanted to talk about this, but I didn't actually look it up to to talk about it. There's one big one. Um, they're doing the 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 end of, of like certain the titles again. So I think I've got um, Miles Morales, the end. Oh right. You remember that yeah. from back in the day? Yeah. And then they got like Captain America, the end. Right. So that's coming out in 2020 as well. That'll be great. I'm excited to see what they do with those again. So, uh, but the one that I had to subscribe to was miles morales the yeah end because that's uh, they've never done a miles morales at the end so that's great it's gonna be key he is the uh favorite spider-man of my 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 little girl oh yeah uh, because of enter the spider-verse yeah uh, yeah he he's uh 
her very favorite Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm very, very proud of that. That's awesome. <laughs> they're coming out with a number two pretty soon, huh? Yeah, I, not soon, but they're doing it. I, uh, I, I know the animation for that one it takes so long oh, yeah. because it's it, not only is it three, digitally done, but then they, they redraw it and everything. It's a, 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 quite a process. So on the on the DC side, James, uh, uh, James Tynan is going to be uh, taking over the Batman titles. All right. So um, so uh, you got um, Tom King going out and he's going in, yeah. coming in. Yeah. I, mean, I, I I like Tom King. All right. Um, sometimes I don't. <laughs> I, I was going like to ask some. you how you feel about that. Sometimes I do like him. Sometimes I don't. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a little. Um, his Vision series was really good over right. at, over at Marvel. That was yeah. really good. Um, some of his other stuff is really good. Um, but I mean, it, it's like it's like certain books he does really good, and and I really like it. Certain books I'm like, Ugh. and it, and sometimes it even varies from issue to issue with with uh, or arc to arc with yeah. his stuff. Yeah, he tends to be uh, pretty cerebral. Yeah, uh, which with Batman that could be really, really good or really, really bad. I guess we'll just have to see what happens, huh? I can, I can, uh, I can see how you could say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. Do you have anything else? I just, uh, on your I just list? picked a few that I, that I was kind of uh, looking at uh, on the DC side of things. Uh, John Constantine, Hellblazer number one. I really like John Constantine. Okay. He's a, yeah. a really uh, a big favorite of mine. Uh, so I, I didn't get the details of, uh, who, who wrote it, but, uh, quick synopsis is that John Constantine is back in London, back to his old tricks and just in time as things have become very dark indeed in his old stomping grounds. A small time gang lord has found himself dealing with a time with a big time outbreak of supernatural weirdness. And without any allies to call on and nothing left to call his own, John doesn't have much choice about taking a paycheck from one of London's worst or accepting the help of one of the gang lord's would-be foot soldiers. But what should be an open and shut exorcism turns out to be nothing but, and the author of this madness may just be getting started in their terrible masterpiece. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see this one, and then I... I am really digging the 2099 series that Marvel's doing. I can't tell you how much I've really enjoyed it. It's a great analysis of kind of a post-apocalyptic world Mm -hmm. and throwing Marvel superheroes into it. So uh, I've got uh, on my list Punisher 2099, number one. Okay. Uh, The future has arrived, but world peace certainly hasn't. In fact, with the streets of Nueva York... More crime-ridden than ever, who will rise up to defend the vulnerable population from the corruption? Looks like it's up to Punisher 2099 to clean up the block. The only question is, who's behind the mask? I, wow. I, I'm excited that for that. I, yeah, I'm really excited for that one. And then I found one on uh, Image Comics that I'm definitely going to check out. Okay. It's called Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. I've heard uh, about that one. This Everybody's looks really cool. Right so... Uh, Sins of the Father, Part 1, featuring the show-stopping talents of Spawn series artist Jason Sean Alexander mm. and the writer behind such hits as Wu-Tang and America Saga, Marvel's nice. Runaways, and Stars' American Gods, uh, Rodney Barnes. Nice. Uh, when a small-town beat cop comes home to bury his murdered father, the, rever- the revered Philadelphia detective James Sangster Sr., he begins to unravel a mystery that leads him down a path of horrors that will shake his beliefs to their core. The city that was once the symbol of liberty and freedom has fallen prey to corruption, poverty, unemployment, brutality, 
and vampires. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited cool. for that. I, 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 yeah, I was looking at a little bit of the yard on that and stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I liked yeah. it a lot. I, I keep hearing about that one. Um, I, this is this is now probably the third or fourth time that I've heard about that one from other people. I, I think I have to grab that one up. I, I think you do because you've been really singing the praises of okay. uh, Vampire State Building. So <laughs> I, you know, maybe I really, you can just like move a, it a, a state over. And... I look a good. I like I like a good uh, vampire story, man. <laughs> Uh, just not vampires that sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, yeah, man, I don't, I don't have anything else. Is that the last one you got? Yeah, on that's there? the last one I got. All I mean, right. I'm sure I'm going to come across a lot more, but those were the three that really stood out to me. So, yeah, man, I think, I think we can move on to our first book, man. Let's talk about Fantastic Four 2099. She is a party girl, and I'm a party guy, and we got party like it's one. All right, Fantastic Four 2099. Uh, we have Carla Pachetto, writer, uh, Stephen Cummings, artist, uh, Chris Sotomayor on the colors, VCs Travis Lanham as the letterer, Tony Infante on the cover, Humberto Ramos and Edgar Delgado, Ron Lim and Israel Silva, Mike McConey and Rochelle Rosenberg on the variant covers, and you got assistant editor Lauren Amaro and Darren Shan, editor. Um, this one was a, was a really good one. Let me give you guys a little synopsis that I wrote here about this book. We open this issue to see Miss Venture, who has been tasked by Herbie, a robot desperately seeking special friends of Mother. Venture finds herself on a mission that brings four fantastic people with powers together. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but not without conflict. The four showcase their feats of strength to defeat a group of Asgard rejects. But when they are finally united with Herbie, something goes awry and Herbie is left to start over once again. What did you think about this one? Uh, okay, so I always try to divide mine up into pros and cons and just okay. kind of weigh them out, right? Yeah. So in this one, I have got to really tip my hat on the artwork on this one. This it, yeah. it you know it yeah. takes place in an apocalyptic wasteland, even in the most artfully congested pages, <laughs> uh, detail has been paid attention to. So they they did a wonderful job. The artwork in this one is beautiful. Uh, that was a huge positive for me. Uh, I really liked the perspective of the post-apocalyptic future, uh, especially the segregated communities such as the Thorite community in Brooklyn. <laughs> I, I really thought that was a great idea, and. The twist ending—you you don't see that oh, coming. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's very intriguing, and it immediately makes me go, "Well, what are they going to do from here?" Because mm-hmm. they could end it right there if they wanted to, and yeah. and so we want to find out what's going to happen from here on mm-hmm. out. Yeah, I was talking to um to uh Todd in the in the comic shop earlier today, and I was telling, and he was asking me about this one, and he's like, "Is it good?" I said, "You know what? I I don't want to give any spoilers away." Um, but, um, if the way they wrote this book, it kind of feels like it could be a one shot. Um, they kind of wrap it up wrapped it up nice and neatly in a bow at the end, but then it almost can feel like it can be an ongoing as well. Absolutely. Um, so, so I think they did very well, uh, kind of doing that uh, simultaneously, um, wrapping it up in a, in a nice little neat bow as well as keeping you intrigued and th- making you think, okay, I can see how they can go on. What what are they going to do here from now on? Um, I, I thought it was a really good uh, read. Um, 
these books, these kinds of books where they're, that's like this, this weird, um, crazy type of post-apocalyptic world where you have like these, these mind bending type of, of, uh, scenes and things like that, like that freeway scene. Like, yeah. That was really weird to kind of wrap my mind around, but it was so simple that you're like, okay, that's kind of cool at the same time. Yeah, I liken that to like the Mad Max yes. kind of kind of atmosphere. I, yeah. I like I said, I really enjoyed the elements of the post apocalyptic wasteland that they're in. It's yeah. really great. I thought it was really super interesting. Like I was like, huh, this is pretty cool. Uh, um, and, and but 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 the one thing that I kind of was wondering about was like, how many times has Herbie done this before. Yeah. It gives you the feel that he's done it many different times. So I've got my list of cons as well. Okay. My biggest con is Herbie. Uh, <laughs> he reminded me an awful lot like Alpha from okay. Power Rangers. Uh-huh. And I was waiting for him to yell out, ay, 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 and everything. <laughs> I just, I, I, it was kind of throwing me off. I would have preferred his character to maybe have been a cyborg okay. rather than a straightforward robot with yeah. the human intelligence. Okay. But uh, that's a minor flaw, really, yeah, yeah. Uh, because the whole story, even though he's kind of the puppet master of the story, uh-huh. it, it's the other characters that are that are driving it. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you think about... Um about some of these characters in here. I I really enjoyed how they each possess the abilities of the Fantastic Four even though they are some completely very, yeah. different personalities. I I I really enjoyed it, it, they a lot of them their their powers were even hidden until the very last mm-hmm. few pages of the of the comic. It was great. Yeah, one thing that I was I was wondering here was um what happened at the end? Like, like, you know, they were, they were showcasing their, their, their powers here. They were beating up these, these Asgard rejects and, and they were doing very well. And it looked like, you know, they, they had, they, they had a good little, uh, chemistry together and they were fighting pretty well together. And, and then once you get in this room, I, so is, is Herbie kind of causing these things to what is going on there yeah yeah is there some sort of chemical reaction to yeah. them being in the same proximity for too long yeah is is herbie initiating that we yeah. don't know and that's what made me so excited about it, is i'm really excited to see where they go from here yeah because that because towards the end they're like he was this like this uh <laughs> yeah this nervous like like Alpha Alpha Five <laughs> type character from the Power Rangers, where he's like always nervous. Oh, what's going on? I can just have it like frantic all the, all the and then all of a sudden at the end, like his even even I know he's a robot, but his face facial expressions change. Yeah, and yeah. he like looks evil, and I was like, whoa, this guy's like turning on him, and he straight up like starts shooting at him, and and looks like he kills the last two remaining people. <laughs> I enjoyed how in that last scene you can't see the invisible person there, right? Oh yeah, you just see the 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 outline of the shape of their body. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah, so so this maybe makes me wonder, like, is so he is he playing God with with the them from birth, or how how long did it take him to kind of uh, you know insert these powers so that they can manifest these powers? Like, was it from birth or? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Is he, how did, how long did it take him to get a, get these people to manifest their powers? That's that's really an interesting perspective of that, and and I'd like to know 
uh, like you said, how many people he's been doing this, how long he's been up to what he's doing. Uh, I'd like to know more uh, about his consciousness because obviously his consciousness is that of a human. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the backstory on that person completely? Like we see a little glimpse of it, but uh, Mm -hmm. where did all this come from? What's his big motivation other than pleasing quote unquote mother? Yeah. Cause there, cause there is a, uh, there's a panel here where it shows four young men and he's standing there taking a picture with them. And then the next one, it looks like the same kind of thing happened, uh, to one of, at, at least one of the young men in the panel before. So, so it kind of gave me this feeling like, okay, he's done this many, many different times. And then he goes and reiterates, oh, it, it, it happens every time. I the the rays the rays and he talks about the rays right. not being right, um. So I I want to know what we're gonna see next. Is he gonna try to bring the same people back, or, or is it gonna be different people? Um. What are we gonna see here? Because in the on the cover, it's obviously, uh, it looks like the people that were in the book here. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited to see what happens. This is yeah. definitely uh, yeah. something I'm going to keep an eye out for. Yeah, I, I'm I'm interested. I'm I'm intrigued. I just, I just don't. I haven't seen anything. Um, if they're if this was going to be an ongoing or if it was a one shot. So I certainly hope it's not. I yeah. I think they can do so much more with this story from here on out. Yeah, it seems pretty cool. I like I like this story. All right. Anything else? Uh no no. We've summed it up pretty good. I think. Cool. All right, we can jump right into our next segment, which is What's on Your Mind? I want to know, tell me what's on your mind. All right, in this segment, we're going to be talking about our favorite Marvel and DC movies. So I'm going to let you kind of go go first on this one. All right. Uh, favorite Marvel and DC movies. So, you know, with, with uh, the DC titles, for me... It, Simply based on the nostalgia factor, it's uh-huh. got to be the '89 yeah. Tim Burton Batman. That's always got to be. That's got to be the go-to answer. Yeah, right? yeah. I, you just can't beat the, the the because before that we had the Adam West stuff. We uh-huh. didn't. We didn't have a serious Batman movie. I uh, I enjoyed the Adam West stuff when I was a little kid. I yeah. watched old reruns of it, and what's hilarious is I took them so seriously. I didn't see that as a comedy, yeah. and so when the Tim Burton Batman came out, I thought, well, you know, I was eight years old ish, okay. and I uh, was just blown away by. It, you know, Michael Keaton's Batman and, and mm-hmm. uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker. It was yeah. such a wonderful, wonderful experience for me as a kid. So I think simply based on the nostalgia factor, I think that one's always going to have a special place in my heart. Yeah, I think I think the same for me um, when I when I seen that for the first time, because I because I'm a product of the 90s. I then back then we had Batman, the animated series. Oh, yeah. We had we had X-Men. We had Spider-Man. And so I was a huge Batman fan, right, of the animated series. And because of that, I was like, well, they got a Batman movie. And and back then they used to, like, back in the day, they used to uh, put movies on TV, like, Mm -hmm. on Saturday, right? And so I'd watch it that way because I don't think we ever owned it. And I think there was one time where we actually owned it. I may have picked it up, like, at a yard sale or, like, a swap meet or something like that. Um, But, man, that's what I remember, like, coming home – watching the animated series and then and hoping that they had 
they had uh, Batman on on the on the TV on set because we didn't have we we I mean yeah there was internet but you know this was back in the day when internet isn't it's not like it is today sure right? you sure can't, you can't just pull up a movie and watch it on on the internet yeah <laughs> like you do today yeah oh man I the poor dial up internet I had to deal with in high school it took you oh, 15 man. minutes to download a single picture it was horrible oh, that was horrible man <laughs> I remember that too. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there was there was we even watched. Uh, there was Sp- Superman was always on. Yep, that one was always cool. The first one I remember watching that one more than anything else. Um, that was always on. So so I remember catching them on TV and and stuff like that, and just hoping, okay, is is it gonna be Batman or Superman this week? <laughs> sure. Yeah, and it, Tim Burton he did he did Batman then Batman uh, Returns. Mm-hmm. And then they really went off the rails. Uh, Joel Schum- Schumacher got involved and and turned it fluorescent. Uh, Put nipples on the suit. Yeah, it, it, it really went off the rails there. I'm I'm glad that uh, you know Christopher Nolan came along and and did his yeah. series. Uh, Christian Bale's not my favorite Batman. Okay. Uh, poor guy's in desperate need of a throat lozenge all the time. <laughs> uh, but they, what really defined those movies was the villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't think you'll ever top yeah. Heath Ledger's version of the Joker at or all. Even, or even Bane. Man. Yeah, Bane oh. was wonderful, yeah. and and uh, yeah, even the the elements of uh, Raish and uh, yeah. and Talia Al Ghul. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Scarecrow was amazing. So cool. Yeah, they did a really good job. And what's cool is even like Victor Zaz had a a little cameo in those movies and stuff. So it's neat. Uh, Yeah. So they did. I I felt like they did a good job with that. I'm I'm disappointed that the new DC series that they had been doing with, uh, uh, you know, Ben Affleck and, Uh and, and everybody that it didn't do better. I didn't okay. have anything against the movies per se. I I felt like they certainly could have invested a lot more mm-hmm. story building and, and uh, character building into those uh, films. But uh, the way they wrapped up justice league with the end where uh, you get Lex Luthor meeting with, uh, uh, with with Deathstroke and and everything, I I loved how they they wrapped that up and they mm-hmm. they set it up for what I felt was going to be a really cool yeah. series of movies, but it just doesn't look like it's going to be that way. Well, yeah, uh, everybody's talking about the Snyder Cut and it's been huge in the news lately. And I thought I read something, and and I when I read something, I don't really believe it right off the bat until. You know, it's it's been kind of backed, but uh, supposedly we're going to get the Snyder Cut, hopefully. And I, I, what I heard was it's going to be on, I think, HBO Max. I okay. Don't know if that's real. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, the thing that really disappoints me about that is the fans really didn't take into consideration that he was going through a really tragic time oh, in yeah, his life. Yeah. And, you know, Joss Whedon came in, uh, filled in, did a little bit of work for them. I mean, the the guy lost lost a child yeah. and, and people rough. are like, oh, we still need his, his version of the movie. Can you give the guy a chance to grieve? Can you, right. I, I feel horrible that, you know, the, the fanboys as they like to be or don't like to be called, just have so much influence on that. It really bugs me. It's, it's, I get that it's something you're passionate about, but for heaven's sake, let the man grieve. Don't, don't blame the death of his child on 
on on your dissatisfaction of the movie. But anyways, yeah. I'm excited to see what that we're gonna get something that that the way it was intended to be. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, you know, so that would be really cool to see something like that. Yeah, and we've got the Wonder Woman 1984 coming out, so I'm excited yeah. to see that. I I really like uh I really like Gal Gadot as uh as Wonder Woman. She does a wonderful job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I honestly I felt even to a certain degree Ben Affleck wasn't a bad Bruce Wayne. I don't think so either. I I I yeah. I, I get the feeling from him mm-hmm. of the old worn out tired Bruce Wayne that yeah. he just can't keep it up anymore. I think some of these actors who played Batman. I think they are usually really really a really really good Bruce or a really really good Batman. Yeah. I think Michael Keaton was a great Batman. Um he did okay as a as a good Bruce. Uh, um, I'm not saying he's a horrible Bruce. Um but I think he did Batman better. Yeah. Um and I think uh kind of the same thing with um Christian Bale Christian or Bale. Yeah. I think I think he kind of did a, a really good Batman. Um, some of some some points he was a really great Bruce Wayne, like in those scenes where he acted like he was like he was drunk just to get everybody out of the room. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that where was great, yeah, yeah. that was a great that one that is who uh Bruce Wayne is playing the playboy so that he can get what he really wants, which is you know get everybody out of there, basically saving them. Yeah. Um, you know. I think I think he did well in those points, but some points it was just like, oh, all right, dude. I mean, he's not, and I'm not talking down on the movie. The movie was amazing, and when it came out, I was like, yes, we get something awesome. And then the second one came out, and we get even something even better. And then freaking Heath Ledger did so wonderful at Joker. Man, I don't think he can top that one. No, I mean, you couldn't. I mean, not at all. I mean, we got we got Joaquin Phoenix Joker, but that's a different kind of Joker. Yeah, you know? yeah, uh, and that's a discussion for another day because I know you and I kind of have some uh, have differing opinions. It? Yes, I have seen it. What did you think? Uh, it's a mind trip. Yeah. Uh, I the okay. One sentence about the movie: <laughs> that guy's not smart enough to be the Joker. that's but that's just the biggest argument i have about the movie is he's he's got the crazy factor yeah but he doesn't have the smarts yeah i you know what so i really like the movie a lot the movie is about a man who is mentally ill and uh i think i think if we're thinking it at thinking about that movie as that it's a really great movie because honestly um, I've, we've, we've had a, a really good family friend who was basically like one of my, one of my uncles, you know what I mean? He lived with us. He was mentally ill. And a lot of the mannerisms that walking Phoenix used in the movie, it was almost to a T who was somebody who was, I don't know if you want to call it uh schizophrenic or schizoaffective or whatever they call it nowadays. Yeah. Uh, um, um, somebody who had that has that mental illness. They have quirks and 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 things of very similar to what he used in the movie. Yeah, the gentleman that I'm speaking of, he actually would 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 stand up in front of the mirror and look at himself in the mirror and and kind of move around and and kind of dance very similar to the way that Joaquin Phoenix would do in the movie. That's fascinating. Uh, and, and like he had these weird tics where he would like. Uh, it was just it's just really fascinating how close to 
uh, someone who is mentally ill that Joaquin Phoenix got it right on. Sure. Like, he, he got it right on. Yeah, and I'm not disputing that part of it. I, I mean, by all means, give the guy the best actor Oscar. I, yeah. I think he knocked it out of the park. Uh, just walking away from it, I, I looked at it and I went, that was a really cool version of Taxi Driver. <laughs> uh, we just That's saw, it, it really did. <laughs> and and uh, we, we saw kind of this generation's version of Taxi Driver. <laughs> uh, and I liked how they left it open to interpretation, how mm-hmm. much of that actually mm-hmm. happened, right. how much, yeah. because they left it open to the point where it could have all just taken place mm-hmm. in his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I loved the bloody, the bloody footprints at the end of the movie. <laughs> where did that come from? And, yeah. and yeah. so, uh, it, it, it was, uh, it was an exciting experience, mm-hmm. uh, from the perspective as looking at a movie from some uh, about somebody dealing with mental illness and everything. Yeah. Uh, my, yeah. my, ultimate issue is that guy's not smart enough to be the joker <laughs> with the joker that we know yeah exactly, I, I understand yeah. uh um and he yeah he kind of felt like he kind of just fell into this thing because everybody made it up to to him to be this person yeah i mean that's a different that's a different kind of joker yeah it's yeah. a different kind of joker yep and which is which is i i think is Kind of cool because <laughs> it's at least it's not Jared Leto's joke. Right. We, yeah, we, we won't discuss that at all. <laughs> Some nightclub owner freaking uh, whatever. Yeah. And and honestly, I'm I'm a little Joker exhausted now. Okay. There yeah. are so many good Batman villains that they could be using. I I think it's time to let the Joker uh, like go away man? for a little bit. Kite man. Well, or or uh, Pharaoh. I mean, come on. Condiment king. <laughs> no. <laughs> You don't like the Condiment King. Huh? You don't no, want to see really. a Condiment King movie? Uh, uh, no, okay. no, All right. <laughs> no. I, you know, there, but there are a few that they haven't even really looked at that I think a, a Jervis Tetch kind yeah, of thing. They could do a, just I'm doing my own headcanon here, but mm-hmm. I think they could do a really cool like steampunk version of Batman okay. with Jervis Tetch as the, as the villain. I think that, that would, would be, be really cool. Kind of that Alice in Wonderland. That almost feels like a like an anime type though like the way i'm seeing it in my head i could see that you could more do that. like a like a almost like a, a batman ninja mm-hmm. sure it's very similar like that would be kind of cool yeah yeah, yeah I can so like yeah they've just got so many good villains so many storylines that they could do and i'm, I'm just mm-hmm. a little bit tired of the joker i think it's time to <laughs> retire the joker for a little yeah. bit okay i think um my i think my favorite and it's really hard to land one down um but honestly, I think my favorite, uh, either if it's going to be Marvel or DC, I think I'm going to have to go with The Incredible Hulk. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, well, I was going to say Ghost Rider. So. <laughs> Ghost Rider. That one. Dude, nobody even talks about that one anymore. Back in the day, I really liked that You movie. know what? I it mean, was really good. Everybody's, everybody's going to pull my, my comic book it, card, but no, man, no, I it, liked it. It was ahead of its time as far as the technology and everything that they used for it. Uh, it, it was it was a good Nick Cage leap. It, yeah, right? yeah. But uh, no, I actually read that they, they the, the CGI skull on him, they actually analyzed his actual x-ray, and that's his skull. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was a little bit silly and campy and stuff, (laughs) but uh, it was a decent action movie. It was prior, what, one or two years prior to the first Iron Man movie. Okay. And, you know, we we had the the Fantastic Four movies, Mm -hmm. you know, Silver Surfer came out at this time. I mean, that thing just reeked. (laughs) We were waiting for Iron Man to come along. Yeah, people were just 
really trying to grasp at something yeah. that was good, and it just wasn't working. Yeah, yeah, and and that was one of the first ones that was like, okay, they did pretty good. Yeah, and then and then, but now, I mean, obviously, if you put them next to all these other movie, Marvel movies that they came out with, yeah, it doesn't hold up very well to it. Yeah, you know? yeah. But at the time, I, I I thought it was really good. I thought yeah, I liked it. I would like to see them do something now with that and make it make it really really good. Um, so I think the CGI is even better now. Yeah, and oh, they man. touched on it. They, you know, they had a good storyline on uh, uh, Agents of Shield and and stuff oh, yeah, with Ghost yeah. Rider. Uh, but if I knew when Iron Man came out that it was it was revolutionary and it had changed the game. I was in a movie theater in Norfolk, Virginia, and I was sitting behind a father and his maybe seven or eight year old son, mm-hmm. and his little boy had an Iron Man action figure. Okay. And the first real action scene when he gets his suit puts put together uh-huh. and he flies back over to the Middle East and, and rescues yeah. all those villagers, yeah. this little boy could not hold still. He was flying his little action figure <laughs> awesome. and everything. And, you know, the action scene gets uh-huh. done and it's quiet again. And the little boy turns to his dad and he's like, Dad, did you see that? He was like, boom, 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 boom. And then it was like, Pew! and the dad's going, shh, shh, you need to be quiet. Not, but, <laughs> and the little boy's like, no, but dad, it was like this. And it was like this and you could just yeah. see this little boy yeah. just freaking out over this movie and and i i remember thinking to myself i haven't seen that in a movie theater in a long time yeah and now looking back on it if that kid was 17 or was seven or eight he's 17 or 18 now mm-hmm. that Endgame has come out and yeah i'll bet you anything he was first in line to see Endgame, and i oh, bet yeah. you anything he cried harder than anybody else <laughs> at the end of the movie so they've just the the marvel the marvel cinematic universe is just amazing and that little boy was me no <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, I I think I think that has I think the Marvel movies, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has has probably revolutionized movies and made people excited to see movies again. Because um, I before I I have never really heard of people going and doing like the midnight releases and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean you've heard a bit about it with with Star Wars. They've been with it, doing that Star Wars from the beginning. Sure, um, but but that was probably the only one. That I've ever heard anybody. I don't think they ever did that with Batman movies. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe, maybe the first one because people were excited that they were actually doing a Batman movie for the first time. Right. But every single time that it came, that one of those movies came out, there was lines upon lines upon lines of people uh, going out to go see. It. Yeah. So it, it intrigued, and there's even people who don't read comic books who go and see those. movies. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All the uh, civilians. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they're gonna we're gonna call. Yeah. Them. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, but I think I think honestly, uh, uh, with all the movies, with every single superhero movie, I think I'd have to say that obviously, Endgame is probably one of my favorites going on right now. Endgame, and I think I really like um, Captain Marvel a lot. Yeah, it's really good. A lot of people crapped on it, but I think it was really good. I didn't understand why people crapped on it. I Honestly, don't either. I watched it and I was like, I was desperately trying to figure, like when I heard all this stuff, I was like, ah, maybe I don't want to watch it. Uh, and I was reluctant. Uh, and then when I finally did see it when it came out, uh, I didn't see it when it came out in theaters. I saw it when it came out to like DVD yeah. or like digital or what. I think I got it for d- digitally or something. Okay. And And I watched it then and I was like, I honestly don't see what everybody was talking down on it for. I, I that's I should have never listened to it. I should have went and seen it in the theater. 
Yeah, I I liked it okay, and uh, there were a lot of questions. Again, all the fanboys came out, and they were like, eh, why didn't Nick Fury call her before then and everything, which they answered in Endgame, and she yeah. says, look, all the other planets out there don't have the Avengers. Right. Uh, I, so I liked it okay, and then I watched it with, again with my seven-year-old little girl. Mm-hmm. And to Who watch is her, Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, she told yeah. me the other day. Yes, yes, she is Captain Marvel. She actually has her flight suit and uh, <laughs> went as Captain Marvel for Halloween this year. It uh, was funny. Did, did your wife tell you about that the other day? No, I didn't hear that. She, uh, she, so, she, so she your wife let you in on the secret, huh? <laughs> yeah, she did. She, um, uh, so your wife was watching watching the our boy our our Remy who, who's almost two, and and uh, so I went to go pick him up. And your daughter, she's she's like she's like, hey, do you remember me? I was like, yeah, I remember you. She's like, I'm Captain Marvel. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, really? Now you're you're gonna say that out loud? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's funny, man. It was hilarious. Yeah, just seeing her eyes light up as she was watching that, and and you know, little boys have had the male superheroes for decades. There haven't been a lot of very well played female superheroes i'm uh, electra mm-hmm. uh anybody else really that that um i mean black widow i think she was early on with yeah. the marvel movies but uh just her own movie yeah. i felt captain marvel was amazing and and really is giving hope to to the future fans and yeah. i i really like that about it yeah yeah pretty awesome yeah, I think I'd have to put um, uh, Wonder Woman up there with with uh, with my favorite movies too. Because when that one came out, we actually went to go see that one in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually got Elizabeth to go watch it. Wow. And she liked it a lot. <laughs> like that's the only movie that she's actually watched. Like any of the superhero movies, she'd never sat down and watched any any of the Avengers or any of the the Marvel movies. She's but she saw uh, Wonder Woman and she loved it. Like she loved it, like enough to where she calls herself Wonder Woman. Like, awesome. She was like punching me after the movie, dude. That's how, like, you know, like when we watch like kung fu movies, sure. we, think, yeah. we think we're Bruce yeah. Lee. Yep. yep. <laughs> like, like she, she thought she was Wonder Woman. And, like, yep. Started punching me on the right home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fell down more than one flight of stairs pretending to be a ninja turtle. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I think uh, I, I think we went like. Like longer than we want than anything else on that's this. Fine. No, that's, that's, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. All right, let's go ahead and uh, let's move on to our next book. So uh, I had the liberty of uh, reading over this one. So it is the question: the deaths of Vic Sage, uh, written by Jeff Lemire, uh, penciled by Dennis Cohen. Inked by Bill Sien. Ooh, this is a good one. Sinkovich, thank you. Uh, Colored by Chris Sotomayor. Lettered by Willie Schubert. And published by DC Black Label. A little summary of it. Uh, Vic Sage fights for the soul of Hub City on two fronts. In public as a hard-hitting television pundit. And behind a mask as the brutal, faceless vigilante known as The Question. For Vic, the world is a matter of absolute morality, and force must be used to break bad actors and push them over to the side of right. But what happens when he uncovers a mystery so strange and unseemly that it makes him question everything he thought was certain? 
What happens when Vic Sage finds himself standing over his own grave? This one was so good. <laughs> like when I seen this one on uh, on the on the rack at, in the comic shop, I had a couple of books in my in my in my hand, and I said, uh, "Putting that one back, putting this one back, so I can like, so I can like afford this one." <laughs> I can <laughs> well. I let's just say I have an allowance every time that I go to the comic sure. shop and I can only use so much <laughs> at the comic <laughs> shop in one in one trip. So <laughs> so I was I, because I wanted to get this one. I, I had to put like one or two books back. But this one, oh, man, I, I saw the cover and then I read the, the the little synapses that they had for this book and then flipping through the book. The artwork is awesome. And then you got, and I mean, come on, it's it's Jeff Jeff Lemire, man. Yeah. So so I had to I had to get this one. It was it was really great, man. Uh, so I I did a little research. Uh, okay. So the question has existed since 1967. Okay. Uh, I would like to go back and read a lot of the older stuff. It was uh, created by Steve Ditko uh, back in the day, uh-huh. and I would like to know more about this because as I was reading it. I mm-hmm. felt like I was reading a side story of Rorschach the <laughs> whole time. I I had a really difficult time with that element of it, even to the point where this guy's having his internal dialogue with himself, oh, there was. just like Rorschach does. Yeah. So I found that incredibly distracting. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if maybe Watchmen copied the question mm-hmm. or if because this is the DC black label they are kind of going dark on the side of that, and I don't know. All I know is it's a guy in a trench coat with a fedora and a nondescript <laughs> mask that I just, I had the hardest time going, well, this is original. Uh, so that's my biggest drawback on the on the book. The art, I I will agree with you. I think the art matches perfectly the theme of the book because the the artwork is a little bit gritty and a little bit more rudimentary which is perfect yeah. for this story yeah i think i think you hit that nail on the head there the, this this artwork uh reminds me of a lot of the old school stuff yeah. so i think that's that's kind of their tip of the hat there um i i think i have to agree with you though uh in this this inner monologue part when when all the action is in, in towards the middle of the book is actually happening and he's he's rattling off the uh, off all the times and and you got the three situations happening all at the same time yeah. and, and and they're all like climaxing and, and all that stuff that definitely did feel like like a, a like a inner, inner monologue from Rorschach yeah. Yeah. and i had that same exact thought when i read this i said the heck is this am i reading Rorschach here <laughs> and, and and um, back before I even knew who who the question was, I was like, "Who the heck is this stinking Rorschach knockoff?" I <laughs> but man, I still think that this came out really good. I think uh, uh, Jeff Lemire did a great job writing this stuff. Um, you know, so yeah, there may be subtle differences between the, the Rorschach character and the question. You know, what I mean? there are, and, and it, but yeah, like my the first page was when I was like, "This is a Rorschach comic." I mean, he's even <laughs> saying things like, you know this city is a steaming pile of garbage infested with rats and I'm the exterminator and all this stuff. It's just like, wow, that is so Rorschach. But I, so that I did find that a little distracting. However, I will say, and and you said that, you know, they had those three different storylines all going on at the same time. You can tell that they're setting something up 
-hmm. that's going to be, it's going to have longevity. If the interest is there, they've got multiple characters and multiple story arcs that they can take this in. And uh, so I, I think if you're going to get into a gritty kind of noir Mm-hmm. comic book uh yeah. right now is the time to jump on board this one because uh you know only book one is out right now uh so that's definitely a van an advantage to people out there yeah so um just for those for those uh people out there who don't really know too much about the question um he it, this 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 is a kind of like a mask that he wears that it's kind of like a skin pseudo skin I think they even call it that, right? Isn't that what they, uh, yeah, they call it? yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a, he he visits like some sort of chemical engineer that has created this. Yeah, yeah it's like a pseudo skin. He looks like a mannequin at the Gap. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, those guys are really dressed very well. <laughs> but yeah, I always wondered. I was like, what the heck is on this guy's? Like, how does does he ever take it off? <laughs> but yeah, he takes it off. He's a he's a he's a reporter, and he. He almost makes me feel like he's like some like uh like a Jerry Springer kind of reporter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's a little bit better than that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, though. Uh, um, but yeah, this this book was really good. I I I'm excited for it because it kind of gives you this uh this mobster kind of uh, feel to it. Um, you know, the mayor is involved with the mob a little bit. He he's actually a little bit of a mobster himself. Um, and. The thing in this book is it's got this this element of of uh, of uh, what the heck is going on. Um, there's more to Vic Sage in this book. Yeah, that you it's it's a little bit deeper than just him being a reporter and then at night he puts on this skin that that and and, and this 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 gas compound helps it helps it adhere to his face and it, it, there's more than just that and. and Jeff Lemire, Jeff Lemire did a really good job uh, going deep into that and kind of making you think, what the heck is this about? You know, the book is obviously called The Deaths of Vic Sage. Yes. And he finds these these bodies in uh, in this hole with masks laying next to it. So you kind of you kind of have to connect the dots there a little bit. Yeah. Is it a reincarnation kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, maybe clones? Who knows? And and that's not revealed in this. And I don't think it's something that's going to be revealed for quite yeah. some time. Oh yeah, we're we're definitely going to get something where uh, we have to kind of follow follow the the trail that is uh, being laid out there. Same, we're just gonna we're gonna be following it just as Vic Sage is gonna be following. It. Yeah, yeah. I really want to know a little bit more about Dragon Man. I want to train with that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How? Uh, well, yeah. That was my biggest question. Was how? Because uh, <laughs> he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> you know, did it happen after the fact, or was he just a really good verbal teacher? <laughs> uh, who knows? I don't know, man. He he gave him some weird uh, hallucinogenics there, and <laughs> was he just training him in the mind? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. This was uh, this. I think this would have to be my favorite book of the night. Okay. Um, just because I, I really love the artwork, I really love this mystery that's going on. I I really like that climax uh, scene where where you see where he is. I mean, even though it was a little distracting, the Rorschach part of it, <laughs> uh, where he's where each and every scene that's going on the three different scenes where, uh, um, the mayor's sister's going to go confront her, her brother, and you got these two kids, you know, just being kids, and they get caught up in the middle of this 
crazy police uh, encounter, and then he's going and searching out what the heck this the ring that he found on one of the the mayor's um, people or whatever. I forget what he was. The yeah, um, he had the mayor's little henchman or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's seen this this symbol before, and it's in his, seared in his brain, but he can't figure it out. Yeah, so one I thing I that. one thing I really liked was he demonstrates a an amazing ability to keep track of time, mm-hmm. and then when he discovers the hole full of are they his body? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But when he comes out. Uh, the the chemical engineer, yeah, he's lost tons of time and he has no concept of time when he leaves mm-hmm. that place. So there are super supernatural elements even going on here. Yeah. So uh, they, they've left a lot open for us to learn. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. uh, I think if, if people if this is your cup of tea, the noir kind of crime fighting uh, kind of thing, I think this is really right up your alley. Yeah, I think I think I like it. This is kind of I really I really like when Batman goes and and does his like, you know, his connecting the dots and yeah. looking for the clues and and all that stuff. I think this book gave that to me. And and without it being Batman. And I I really like that. I really wish this kind of story was a Batman story <laughs> because this is what I want from a Batman story, yeah. this kind of noir detective type type of stuff. Sure. Um, uh, so, I mean, I like it. I, I think I'm going to dress up as Vic Sage for next Halloween. So are you just going to get a mannequin face and <laughs> stick it over you or, uh... yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to find, I'm going to find Tot here and see if he can make me a mask. <laughs> <laughs> just stick a bunch of silly putty over your face. That should work. <laughs> there you go. It makes some eye slits yeah, so I can see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's there we go. I need a lifetime supply of silly putty. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. I don't think I have anything else unless you got it. No, man. I'm good. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to our next segment 20 questions. This is our segment of the of the show where we're gonna be doing. Uh, I've got a game to play with uh, with uh, Nate here. I'm gonna do a twenty questions game here, and you get to guess if it's a person, place, or thing. First of all, and then that that won't be one of your one of your questions. Um, I'll just answer yes or no, and okay. and, and then you can answer questions from there on. So yes or no exclusive questions. Yes or no questions. Okay. Yes, yes. All right. So. <laughs> so so it and person place or thing does not count um or no for the first one yes for you the can, first one okay just, just kind of get a base okay of where you're going to go with it so is it a person yes all right is this individual male or oh is this person male yes all right okay well i gotta i gotta write it i gotta get a pen to make sure that you don't go over 20 <laughs> <laughs> okay that's that's two. All right. <laughs> two questions. Two questions. Okay. Uh, is this person considered a hero? Uh, I'm going to go with easy, easy answer there. No. No. 
deeper question. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Yeah, that's no, a, yeah, I knew no, you were going to mess deep, with deep me, Joey. Answer. I knew it. Well, if you look at it this way. Um, What's that? Three questions? Okay. Uh, I know. Right. I'm going to go comic book. Uh, yeah. Com- comic yeah. Book you're a comic book guy. <laughs> well, actually. Um, all right. Um, is this person a mutant? Yes. All right. Is this person... Let's see. They, <laughs> so they are considered a they are considered a villain, yes. and this person is a mutant, male, a male person. All right. So let's see. Is this person? Uh, elderly. No. No. Okay. Let's see. Does this person possess the ability to fly or levitate? No. No. Is this person extremely overweight? <laughs> you talk, you're talking about me right now, right? <laughs> no, no, no. No. All right. Uh, does this person possess super strength? Um, not brute strength. I'm going to say no. No. Okay. I'm going to make these answers really easy because okay. some of these answers, these questions you're asking me, I can go deep into it so you can know a little bit more. <laughs> I'm just going to say, like, easy. So if anybody out there is be like, well, you that was wrong, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm making them super easy. Okay, yeah, so, so the civilians can understand. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, is this person an American citizen? I think so. Is he? I'm going to say yes. Okay. Man, the nerds are going to have a field day if it's... <laughs> oh, yeah, the they're going to be like, no. right. well, actually, <laughs> actually, he's not. <laughs> All right, let's see. And this person doesn't fly, right? You said no, that? No, Okay. Uh, does this person have the ability to manipulate their surroundings? Uh, no. No. Not as a power, no. Okay. Does this person teleport? No. Okay. Oh, man, you're, you're killing That's me. question 11. Um, <laughs> is this person Caucasian? <laughs> that would, that's a hard one. Let me... I think he is. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say yes... Um, but he made the, the nerds, the nerds out there, he's like, he's, uh, he's not, he's actually, <laughs> um, I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and say yes. So yeah. Okay. All right. Huh. Let's see. <laughs> well, his nationality was actually, he's part. <laughs> All right. But you did say that this person's an American citizen. I, I and I'm just gonna make it easy. Yes. Okay. And and they are villain. It's an American. So it's, uh, does did I already ask about? I did ask about super strength, huh? Yes. All right. And that was no. That was a no. See, I should be writing this down too. You got your tally marks over there. I should be. I should be writing this down. All right. Uh, does this person have the ability to? Uh, I'm trying to think of how to say this. 
Can this person wall crawl? No. No. See, the problem is there's like 5,000 X-Men villains. So, all right, let's see. Man, I'll, once you get a little closer to to your twenty, yeah, I'll, I'll give you. I'll, I'll throw a couple of hints <laughs> oh, out there man. for you. Make it easy. All right. Uh, does this person use their mind as their mutant power? I guess you know you, you can say he does, like telekinesis or not anything like telekinesis. That? Okay, but, but but he uses his brain. All right. So that one's a little bit deeper of a question. Sorry, I mean answer. Sorry. Let's see. Uh, does this person's name is this person's name an acronym? An acronym? No, okay. no, it's not an acronym. That really didn't eliminate very many. But, um, <laughs> let's see. I. Uh, at does this person time travel? No. Again, I'm sure people are out there are gonna be like, well, there was this one time. Right. <laughs> um has this person served in the military? Ooh, that's a hard one. I don't know if this person has. Um that's a hard one. Oh, you know what? I was wrong in the last one. This person does has telepathic abilities. So, Someone, so telekinesis is there. Telepathic abilities. Okay. According to one of these sites. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> so the obvious probably didn't really. The obvious. Question. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's fifteen. That's fifteen. I'll, uh, these next five, I'll start giving you. A all right, hint, all right. Uh, would you like a small hint? Yeah, a small hint. So okay, would be would be great. So it's a villain. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. We actually talked about this villain the last time that you were on the show. Okay. I uh, does this villain. Uh, use a proper title. Yes. All right. So I'm going to say it's Mr. Sinister. You're right. Oh, you're right. I, I kind of gave that one away. <laughs> <laughs> 17. Thank 17. You. All right. Man, I. I'm three questions away, man. You, you know, got when, it, you, when you told me that it was going to be an X Men <laughs> theme, I thought, ah, oh, geez, that's. I, I, I kind of gave it away, though, with that. A little bit, yeah, but th- I appreciate that. You threw me a bone, man, because there's no way I would have guessed that one otherwise. I, I, uh, I, I appreciate that, that bone. Thank all right. You. All right. <laughs> all right. So, because you, you won, yes. right? You won. You get a prize. All right. Would you like to know what your prize is? I would love to. All right. Well, your prize is you. You have you have claws that come out of your hands, right? All the time. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you get a year supply of claw polish. Sweet. You so. have no idea how hard it is to keep these claws <laughs> clean and rust free. This will just this will save me yeah. hours. It'll cut buffing. down on the pain when they yeah, come out. Yeah, they, the steel when wool. When they snicked out right, yeah. out right out of there. Yeah, yep. yeah. Well, I really appreciate that. You really have no idea how far this polish will go for me. <laughs> I'm really excited to have it. All right, man. That was that was fun. 
that I, I that was really easy. I was gonna go with another character, but you were like, "Go easy on me." <laughs> I was gonna go uh, with um, um, Lady Deathstrike. Yeah, I you know so. had it been female, I probably would have been able to narrow it down a okay. little bit quicker. But even okay. then, man, it did. Yeah, when you said it was X Men, I thought, yeah. Yeah, "There's no way that's such a big universe." So, yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> so I was like, "All right, maybe I'm gonna," because I was like thinking of these que- these these ways that I can dupe you a little bit. But I was like, "No, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it a little easy for her so he doesn't." <laughs> All right, man, that was a whole lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I think that's 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 it here for the show. Um, thanks again for coming on and and doing this with me. It was oh, a whole I'm lot happy of fun. to. Yeah, it thanks to, thanks for having me. This is a, a great time, and I, I look forward to doing it again. Yeah, man, I'm I'm I would definitely uh, love to have you on again. Maybe we can uh, we can grab some more books and we can talk about them. It, sure. it was pretty fun, man. That was really cool. Thanks for being on the last time as, as well on the on the uh, bonus episode. Everybody loved it. We got a lot of people liking it and all that good, good. stuff. So. Pretty cool. Yeah, I heard your wife listen to it. Yes, she did. Yeah, she uh, <laughs> she got excited a couple of times. She didn't know. I was kind of a closet nerd when we first started dating and got married and stuff. And so uh-huh. for her to hear me talk about these characters, she's like, oh, yeah. where do you, your brain doesn't have that in that, does it? And so, yeah, she gets really excited to hear me talking about That's nerdy funny. stuff. Cause, That's funny. Yeah, then she knows that I actually have the capacity of uh, retaining information. This is not the stuff that they want. Exactly, to yeah, yeah. She asked me to clean out the dishwasher, apparently. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, know, I get that, too. My wife, she's like, She's like, are you listening to me? You, you, you heard me say this, right? And I was like, when did you tell me? She's all, when you were looking at your comic books. I was like, well, you sorry. can't talk to me when I'm looking at the comic books. I was like, sorry. <laughs> I wish you would look at me like you look at your comic books. <laughs> Man, I, you, well done for uh, keeping your mouth shut after that, because there's a lot of responses that uh, could get you in a lot of trouble. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> all right, man. All right, again, if you guys would like to find us uh, on social media, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just do a search for The Big Two. You can add us at The Big Two Pod on Twitter and talk to us there. Um, if you'd like to be a part of the show, you guys can uh, find us at the Big Two Podcast at gmail.com. And thanks again, Nate. I appreciate you coming on and thanks hanging out with me, me sure. uh, reviewing these books with me. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you.